All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Did I mention it was a good morning? Good morning. Good morning. Um. So I'm gonna go ahead and start this right off the bat. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna share a couple of things. Talk about you know some stuff, things that's on my mind, things that could be on your mind. Maybe bringing up a topic to you for the first time. I don't know. I don't. I don't really know. I don't know at all. But um, you know, I, just just a couple things, random. Might not even seem connected at, at all. But I'm, I'm I'm just gonna talk about it. So anyway, keep it moving. First thing I'd, I'd like to uh, say and discuss um, to those who are invested in cryptocurrency. Um, I want to talk about something big that's going on um, the 25th of June. Um, now, mind you, I am recording this on the 24th of June, but yet, still, I want to talk about something that's going to happen tomorrow. Um, options contracts are expiring. Um, and for anybody who doesn't really know what options trading is, this is... Uh, where you agree to buy or sell a set amount of shares um, at a certain price by a certain day or time, or yeah, by a certain date. And how that typically works is that you buy 100 shares. Um, if it's a regular stock, you buy 100 shares of a stock, or you sell 100 shares of a stock at a certain price by a certain time. That's how that typically works. So now we take that and we apply that to crypto, right? And now, mind you, I don't, I don't 100% know if um, they're buying like hundreds of coins or, or if it's just set amount. But, but either way, I, you know, it doesn't matter. The point of the matter is that it's options contracts. Options trading is not done with one coin or one or one stock. I mean, it's done with a little bit. Um, so options contracts are expiring for Ethereum. So what that means is that and a bulk majority are expiring tomorrow. And if anybody has any understanding about, uh, you know, markets and whatnot, when a large amount of purchases are done, it causes in a short amount of time, it causes the uh, price to rise with that high volume. And then uh, same thing, if a large, large amount of sell selling is done, um, then it causes stuff to drop in the short term, um, you know. So I wanted to bring that to attention to people. Um, I was reading. I believe the uh, above twenty two hundred dollars. If you are, if Ethereum is above twenty two hundred dollars by the close of tomorrow, you will see a large amount of purchases. Now, is there an exact number, an exact amount, an exact uh, a change in percentage that I can tell you that this will affect the market? I can't tell you exactly, but I do know it will have a play. Likewise, if the price for Ethereum is below 2100 by the end of the day, by the, when tomorrow starts, then you will see a large amount of selling going on. And since it's a large amount of selling or a large amount of purchasing, in the near, in the very short term, you will see the price either jump or drop. I just wanted to bring that up because that is a very important thing. And if you don't hear this before this happens, you will at least 
know what happened. I, I think it's very critical and very crucial that you know what happened and what happens in life. Um, I know with Bitcoin and its price dropping and everything, you know, all the all the different stuff that affects the market, you know, that causes people to, to have fear or, or grow in greed, you know, and wanting to buy more or, or, or sell all of whatever they have. You know, you can't really call that kind of stuff. But the sooner you know, the better. And I do think it's very important, very key, very crucial to learn about what happens. You know, it's not about whether you miss it or not miss that quote-unquote opportunity or not but it's but it's about knowing what's happening you know being able to uh, recognize patterns and, and and get better at that all of life all of that is patterns you know trading all that stuff I found out that it's all patterns you know and it's all even even the technical analysis of reading graphs and analyzing charts so that way you can make uh, successful trades um, that kind of stuff is is all based on the emotions of traders, believe it or not. Yeah, you're looking at charts, you're looking at lines and, 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 and graphs and bars, candlesticks, what they call that kind of stuff, right? And you're looking at numbers and things of that nature, and you're trying to predict based off of what's been. But you have to understand that that's the, the, you're, you're making predictions off of patterns. You're recognizing patterns, and you are, um, you know, analyzing the emotions of people because... You know, people see things and and like this. Take for example, you see something going up, you start to get confident about it, and then when you see things stalling out and going down, you lose your confidence. Um, and then if it goes back up again, you know you you get more excited about it. Um, truth and told, it's a pattern, and that's what those people do. They'll look at the graphs and they'll try to analyze the patterns of investors. The emotional, the emotional patterns of investors. Um, when you can tell where someone's emotions are, you can likely figure out their next decision. Um, just like, just like before a fight comes anger, right? Or before an apology comes sorrow. You know, somebody gets sad, um, or upset, or regretful, or whatever. You know, things like that. Think things like that. You um, growing up, a child, if they wanted to get something from their parents, wanted to get them to give them something or buy them something, or just simply allow them to go or somewhere or do something, they would try to wait for when their mo- moments when their parents were, you know, um, um, happy, or at the very least indifferent. You know, they would look for situations like that. You know, you can analyze somebody's emotions. You can usually tell um, what's going to come next. You know, you can make predictions. Nothing's set in stone. Nothing's guaranteed. But you can, you can make those predictions. So that's that's all that they do on those graphs. And I just, but I the main thing was just that Ethereum piece. Um, if you're holding that, boom. Okay, go ahead and go for that. Likewise, if you aren't holding any Ethereum already sold it or, or or you see that the price of ethereum doesn't look like it's about to go uh you know to the moon then you can sell and then rebuy when it hits the low you know that'd be pretty good um short sell short sell always short sell um that's that's good stuff but now 
now that I talked about finances, I want I have to say this is not financial advice. This is just me giving you some education and hopefully entertaining you. <laughs> you know, at the very least, you're like, "Wow, this guy talks funny," and then you keep listening. You know, I you know that's that's that that's all fine by me. Just listen to it. I I, I just rather you get the information, however it comes to you. Um, now, uh, moving on, moving on, moving on. Be great. Got to talk about why you got to be great. Got to talk about why I hate when people say be great, which is why I made a whole podcast and even a website with the name Be Great, because I hate when people say be great and and not not exactly when people say be great, but more or less because when people say be great and then their life doesn't result in greatness um, due to their own fault. When they say be great and then their life doesn't change to accommodate greatness and then greatness never comes because when greatness looks for its home, it can't it doesn't find anywhere that it can live. So then people don't see greatness in their life. You know. Uh but I do want to talk about you speaking things you have to speak things you have to be bold be bold be confident and say what you uh say what you believe say what you want it's necessary it's very necessary if you're if you're a christian i don't i say it this way all around the world, you'll see, you'll see people talking about, oh yeah, I had to do my daily affirmations, you know, and you'll see, you'll hear people talking about affirming themselves and, and things of that nature, you know, and and being confident. Every day they wake up and they say, oh I'm this, I'm gonna have this, and I just kept saying it, and I said 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 it, and then they'll t- look up and they'll. You know, testifying, talking about their life and where they are now, and 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 they'll mention the consistency in what they had in these, in in the seemingly small things, in the seemingly small things. Um, the truth of the matter is, the seemingly small things make up the big picture. So when you slack off in the small stuff, when you consider small things insignificant, the big picture has no significance because it's made up of insignificance. You know. It, you can't slack off in the small things. You can't you can't devalue the small things. So I'm talking about one of the quote-unquote small things because whether it is a small thing to you or not, it is most commonly, not most commonly, but it is very commonly overlooked. And we're going to talk about that. So speak. Speak out your mouth. Say a word or two. You know, you know speak life into your Situation. You've heard other people, other people talk about how they um, spoke things into existence. Now, whether whether we're here to you know talk about that specifically um, or not, and that might be a little bit confusing. Like you're talking about speaking things, but not speaking it into existence. What's the difference? But you know, um, you got to speak this stuff because speaking it is like this. It's like not only is it 
If you're already starting something, it'll encourage you to keep going. It's like speaking it is like it's like watering the seeds that you planted. And if you haven't started, then speaking it is very well like planting the seed. And then the more that you speak, the more you encourage the growth in that area. It's very, 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 very necessary. And I'm gonna I'm get you to I'm gonna get you to some scriptures in a minute because I don't play that way. You feel me? And I if I tell you something, I gotta be able to back it up. Um, and I and I back up. I back it up with the word. So you gotta speak it. Speak life. Too many examples in this world of people that are, are constantly speaking over their own situations. Um, I know for certain one area that the Bible says, um, in, in the book of Job, see, this is why I really wanted to uh, make sure that I had the actual verse for you. I, I'll pull it up in a second, like I said, but or I'll give you that in a second for you to go look it up on your own personal time. But the scripture says, declare a thing and it shall be established for you. You know, that's just one small thing. That's just one small thing. Um, declare a thing and it shall be established for you. Declare it. Declare it. Speak with some confidence. Speak with some boldness and some confidence and some assurance. Say, you know, you know. Start saying out your mouth that you are, you know, the opposite of what you are seeing. Start speaking out your mouth, you know, that that, that it is what you are desiring it to be. Yeah, don't be don't be limited in your life. Don't judge everything by how you might see it currently. But if you desire the best, then claim the best. Don't be don't be filled with you know jealousy, um, to whereas you just want to be the best for being the best sake. Don't be conceited. Don't be prideful. Because I think these are some of the things. I think people have problems with speaking things because they feel like it's it's clearly not the situation, you know. But what is it, you know? What is it to walk by faith and not by sight? What is it to hold on to God, you know, without necessarily having the evidence? How do we how do we believe in the Lord? How do we believe in the Lord, never seeing Him with our own eyes? quite literally never seen Jesus walk the earth with our own eyes um yes he's done it yes it's in the bible but I'm talking about you born in whatever year you were born in by the time you're hearing this have you seen him walking here no you haven't I don't care who you are you haven't so so not having not seeing him um how do we believe in him and even if you don't believe in him I'm gonna still talk like I'm gonna still talk I'm gonna still talk with this confidence so 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 how do you how do you believe in him Okay. Better yet, you know, air, you know, knowing that it's there, you know, how do you, how do you believe? How are you confident that you're going to breathe the next time you try to breathe in? You know, how, how do you, how are you so confident that you're getting air? You know what I'm saying? Or, or so, but how do you believe in the Lord? Ah, we got a, a fire truck, man. I guess I am right here by the station, but anyway, um, so how do you believe in the Lord then? You know, you don't see him. But yet you're confident in him. I think speaking things is a very similar aspect. What is faith? How can you have faith in something that you can't see? How do you say that you have faith in the, in the Lord Jesus Christ? 
Um, and yet you don't see him. So then, so then when do you show that faith? Faith is nothing short of action. You believe and your belief motivates you to do. I think speaking, speaking because you believe something is probably one of the easier bets. It, it actually requires nothing of you. No physical work, no physical labor. It just requires the bare minimum energy uh, of, of saying, you know, I am this, you know, and, and believing it and standing by it and standing firm. You know, I think a lot of people have this mindset that the Lord doesn't want to bless them, that he doesn't love them, that he isn't for them. But I mean, the truth of the matter is this. Everything, every all those negative thoughts are so untrue. I had a conversation with somebody last night and I was saying, listen, man, I'm going to speak. I'm going to speak. I'm going to speak boldly because it either it is, either he's going to do it or he's not going to do it. If I know that I'm full of mistakes, never perfect, never get it right, no matter, <clears throat> and hopefully you don't promote yourself and think that you're better than anybody and become conceited because the word says that there is no one righteous, literally not one person that is righteous. The only one that is righteous is the righteous one, the Lord. Jesus Christ, our Savior, and Him being inside of you, His Spirit inside of you. Okay, that's that's it. We are only able to have salvation because of His righteousness, not because of our own righteousness. What do I mean? It's only because of His righteousness. Because if it weren't for Him dying on the cross, you know, if it weren't for Him fulfilling fulfilling the the law, you know, fulfilling all of its requirements, so that we didn't have to. If it weren't for Him, no one would make it. Right. Him being clean, you know, dying for all of the, the unclean, becoming the sacrifice for, the, for all of the unclean, you know, paved that way. So it's literally only his righteousness. So there's and, and there's none good, you know, at every moment in the day, there's always you always gonna have something that you, you know, you can repent for. Right. And at one point you were always dirty or at one point you were dirty. Okay, there's never, never been a, never been a person other than Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior Himself, who came in clean, left out clean. Everybody else born into sin. <clears throat> you were born. Um, he he came in down. He came down, not by human means, but literally, Holy Spirit, boom, baby, Mary, stomach. Everybody else born through sexual intercourse between flesh, and then the seed was deposited. And then, you know, the Lord allowed the seed, the egg, and then all the other natural natural things that you would say about uh, reproduction. Uh, but his story was different. So he's the only one that is righteous. The only one that, you know, that is righteous. I'm just going to say that. Leave it there. So none of us, none of us are able to, by our own means, own merit, own works, have the right, you know, to... to obtain anything from the Lord. We don't have the right to anything unless it was given to us. We don't have the right for, to anything unless it was given to us. Which segues into, you know, the Bible also says to come boldly to the throne of grace. You know, all everything is grace. It's all grace. It's all grace and all mercy. You know, the word of God says in Ephesians 2, um, verse 8 and 9, paraphrasing, says we were saved by grace through faith. 
And it's uh, the gift of God. Lest anyone should boast. We were saved by grace through faith, not by works. It is the gift of God, lest anyone should boast. And I actually, I think I actually quoted that if you read New King James Version uh, the second time, not the first time. Uh, but it, the point of the matter is, you know, we were saved by his grace. Meaning, and it further clarifies, it's the gift of God. So that means every, you know, it's all his grace. This life that we have is all his grace. It's all his giving to us, his gift. Um, and then anything else after that. I know Jesus, he said, he said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. See, the, the, the things that we have, you know, salvation is just is that life. OK, making it in heaven. But then that life more abundantly, there are rewards that are stored up in, in heaven for you when you get there. And there are rewards that you can and there are things that you can have in this life here. You don't have to be poor. You know, Jesus became poor that we could become rich. Everything I'm quoting you was just scripture. OK, Jesus became poor that we could become rich. Right. He's rich. You know, you, you can't even describe them, the, the, the wealth in heaven. There's a there's a house with with. I shouldn't say house. There's a mansion with mansions in it. Like, like each one of us got the mansion in heaven inside the mansion. Like, like it, it, it's 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 crazy. It's not crazy, but I mean it's what he what he said. But it's 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 amazing. So, but the point of the matter is, you know, it's all his grace, and he told me to come boldly to the throne of grace. And I quoted this scripture too, and I didn't have the um. I didn't look up the verse. I should have looked up the verse. And I think I'm, I'm going to look up the verse. Because the problem is I know exactly what book it's in. I just don't know what chapter and what verse. Which is, it's bugging me. Which is why I always got to keep that Bible app handy. You feel me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The Bible app. That's a good one. But literally in the book of Isaiah, the Lord said to. Ah, there we go. Isaiah 45, verse 11. Thus says the Lord. Can't can't refute that. You know, uh, the Holy One of Israel and his maker. Ask me of things to come concerning my sons and concerning the work of my hands. You command me. You command me. He's literally saying, command me. He literally says, command me. You know, concerning the work of my hands. That's the things in this life. You know, the the the, the blessings of God. That sort of stuff. That that's what it means, you know, that the work of his hands. Command me. Um he literally tells you to do so, you know. So and then I, I go back a set a step to talk about how none of us are righteous of our own account. So if you were to literally take Jesus out of me and away from me, I would be as nasty as ever. On my best days, I'm disgusting. I stink. Okay, no amount of no amount of Irish Spring and degree could clean this up. All right, you can't spray Febreze on me to cover this scent. It's nasty. It's nasty. It's nasty. But yet, because of him, because of him, he then turns around. He says, "Command me. What right have I?" Lest it be for the Lord, lest it be for Jesus Christ to, to, to go out here and command the Lord of anything. Come boldly to the throne of grace. 
okay? Boldly to the throne of grace. Grace, undeserved kindness. Grace, undeserved. Everything in my life is undeserved. So then what would I be ashamed to ask for anything more than because even what I was already given is undeserved. He's either going to give it to me or he's not. You have to realize, you have to realize because I'm, I make mistakes and I have so many flaws and failures and all this other kind of stuff every single day. Things that you would probably, I've done things and other people have done things that you would probably consider worse than, you know, me just asking for something that I probably quote unquote shouldn't have asked for. Right. You know, what what does it look like? I, I knowing I could me. All right. How about this? What does it look like me being a child knowing I could do better in school? Just just don't really care. Just being lazy. Get all F's on, on every every grade at, or excuse me, every subject level or subject subject matter in my, in my uh, report card. And then I go out there and I ask my uh, parents or guardians for a brand new bike, a brand new uh, uh, the, the PlayStation 5, you know, brand new game. Clearly, if you look at those two things, what I just did, didn't really care for it. And then go out here and ask of them to do something for me. Clearly, I, I, I don't deserve that. And clearly, you know, I, I shouldn't get it. Right. So then. How bad is that? How bad is that? Say I say whatever punishment I, I didn't get or I didn't necessarily get a punishment yet for for the bad grades or whatever. But I go, I turn around and I ask him for that. How bad do you think that is? Is that a situation where my parents deserve to just disown me right then and there? Are they going to disown me? Are they going to are they going to they're going to take the, the phrase I put you I brought you into this world. I can take you out and then mean it literally. You know, are they going to are they going to try to do that to me? Are they going to give me up for adoption? No, you don't see that happening. You don't see that happening. And, and that's that's not going to happen. Nine times out of ten, that's exceedingly rare. So like so why would the Lord? Why would the Lord if I ask of him something that I probably don't deserve? Why would he then go around? Was, was he, is he? Oh, so he's so the Lord now. The Lord, he's going to go kill me now because I asked of him something that I shouldn't have had. Right. Oh, so he just he's just going to kill me right now. Right here. You know, that, that that's what he's going to do. That's that's what he's going to do. That's what he's going to do. That's how he's going to react. That That's so irrational. That is so illogical. And I don't see that happening. And I'm not saying that you believe that that's what he would do. But people carry it forward like that. People, people, people you act like that. You know? You act like that. I don't understand. If he allows, he reigns on the verse that he reigns on the just and the unjust, which means he allows blessings to go to those who know him and to those who have no clue who he is, who those who offend him and do him wrong every single day that are claiming his name and those who offend him and do him wrong every day, even blaspheme and talk bad about him that have yet to know who the Lord truly is. And yet he'll still allow blessings and prosperity to come to, to each and every one of them. He'll still be good because God is love and he believes all things and he hopes all things. And he just, his heart, he just, he just constantly wants to give. He always wants to give and he's always looking for someone to give it, to give to, you know, that's his, that's his heart and that's his desire. 
Um, so I do believe that, you know, oh, I did not pull up any of those scriptures. I apologize. Let me go back and, and pull up some of the scriptures that I was going to talk about. Um, especially when it comes to, to, to being great and all this other kind of stuff. There are many of things that I can add into these, but I believe that if you, if you recognize, read these scriptures um, for your own self, for your own personal time, you'll be able to come to understanding, you know, and if you ask the Lord for understanding, he'll, he'll more than, more than graciously give that to you. But the first th uh, scripture I'm going to read is Proverbs 18, 20. Proverbs 18, 20 says a man's, uh, excuse me, a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Also, verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Okay, but that's not all. That's not all. Of course, that's not all that I wanted to give to you guys. What? Come on. Proverbs, <laughs> Proverbs 12, verse 14. It says, A man will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth and the recompense of a man's hands will be rendered to him the second part of that verse is talking about what you do okay the work that you put in will be given out all right um i always have a trouble remembering the last one no that's not you because there was a third scripture that talks about this um here we go proverbs 13 13 verse 2 a man shall eat well by the fruit of his mouth but the soul of the unfaithful feeds on violence you know and, and i didn't pull up the scripture in job I, I did say i wanted to give that to you so that way you know exactly where that is um mm -mm -mm -mm. Job chapter 22 verse 28 says, you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. You know, it's just it's, this, these are the words that he says It's his word, you know, and, and much more exceedingly, my Lord, if you ask him for something that if you ask him for something that's aligned with his will. My gosh, I mean, he says it in the book of John, you know, you know, if you ask, ask anything of me in the father's name and I will do it, you know. Um, when you ask for things aligned with his will. You please him to ask for those things. So he's, you know, more certainly going to give these things to you, you know, declare these things, say these things out your mouth. Um, the Bible it's all laced with examples. I want you to leave when you get done listening to this podcast. Um, I don't care if you know the story or not. Go back and search in. Find the story of the unjust judge. Find the story of the unjust judge. Jesus made a parable uh, t uh, with a with an unjust judge. It was a woman seeking justice that she didn't necessarily receive. And she constantly went at that judge. She was consistent with her mouth, with her words. And she constantly was like, do this, do this, do this. And, and eventually the unjust judge um, finally got sort of tired of the woman, but, you know, fulfilled her request. Jesus was giving that example specifically to encourage you 
to be diligent with your with your prayer. Be diligent, you know, with your faith and belief. When she spoke, here's the thing. Here's the key thing that people have to do. There is a way to do it. Now, if you just ask for something that he, you know, that's just not right for you, then I mean, he, probably, he might not do that. But, but for the most part, there, there's a way. There is one way. One thing that has to be noted when you when you ask the Lord, when you petition of Him for something. Is that when you speak out your mouth, when you declare, and when you ask, you have to leave no room for it to be any other option. It can't be anything else, but it has to be exactly what you said and exactly what you spoke. It has to be, because that's true faith. But I'm going to go ahead and let you go. This is a long enough podcast. Um, I thank you for tuning in. I thank you for listening. Um... And you guys be blessed. Look at that story too. Unjust judge. Go back over those scriptures. Get them in your spirit. That way you know it and you'll believe it. But amen. Y'all be blessed.